Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Next Team Podcast. And I am Tarun, I'm going to be your host for today. And we actually have another special episode lined up for you today. Now if you've uh, followed us on Instagram, if you've seen our recent updates, you would know that we're actually planning to branch out into other sports, which is mainly cricket and F1. And you might have seen our latest cricket episode recently. And so today we are having our first ever F1 episode. Yay! So uh, joining joining me today, we have uh, BK, we have Vikas, and we have, yep, sup Vikas, and we have for the first time ever on uh, TNT, our newest member for today, Yash. Hi guys, what's up? So how is, uh, how's everyone doing today? Oh, I'm good. All good. Good? I'm good, I'm good. Okay. okay. That's good, that's good. So anyway, before we get started with the episode, just want to say thank you all for your support. It really means a lot to us and uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could, you know, give us more support by following us on Instagram at the next team SG, and also do subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Spotify. And, uh, you know, you can just stay updated with the latest episodes whenever they are released. So let's jump into the episode proper. First things first, the most recent race. The Spanish GP. It's uh, a well-known race for being very boring. But, I don't know. I thought last week was uh, not so boring. What do you guys think? Yeah, it wasn't that boring. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an exception to the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually, and, yeah. Usually, I feel yeah, like Spain always has this, uh, like, you know, aura around it being quite a boring track. Because it's been a testing track for so long. And it's very hard to overtake on such a track. But I think... This year, the strategy was the one which I think kept us on our knees, I would say. Yeah. Yep. And they they didn't really... The previews, as in, sorry, the expectation for the race wasn't really that high because there are only really like three overtaking zones in Catalonia and they updated the track so that uh, Turn 10 is less of a, less of a hairpin and more yeah. of a smoother corner and mm-hmm. that ruined any other... Uh, opportunities for overtaking there so essentially <laughs> exactly. it just became a circuit with with two overtaking zones yeah. yep. so like nobody like no one thought that this race would be exciting and to be fair it wasn't that exciting it, it was just it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be uh, it wasn't <laughs> exciting yeah. but it was just yeah, not was, boring yeah. it was just not boring Yeah. but there were quite a few midfield battles as well uh, throughout the yep. race which is yep. quite yep. interesting Yeah. the race for 10th was quite yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come to that in a bit. But I think the most important thing, surround, the most important team surrounding the Spanish GP, and I think every GP that we've had this year has been the uh, Mercedes versus Red Bull battle. Or more specifically, I would say it's the Hamilton versus Verstappen battle. And uh, obviously, it didn't stop this race. I think it was a really exciting race in that regard with uh, Mercedes's double-stop strategy. So... Uh, what, what, okay, let's, uh, let's just start by talking about that. What do you think Mercedes did right or what could Red Bull have done better to not have this happen? Maybe BK, you want to start first? Yeah, sure. I tell you what Mercedes did right. They, they, they bet on the right horse. They, they, they realized that... No, not they realized. They, they thought that Red Bull wouldn't make the right call and they were right. <laughs> so uh, I feel that Red Bull, Red Bull could have won this race. Obviously, not easily. It's never easy when you're battling uh, 
a team that has gone seven years in a row, or was it eight years in a row um, for drivers championship? Was it eight? Is it eight or seven? Seven, 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 seven. Yep, seven, seven. So uh, I'm, I'm just. It's never easy, right? But I feel that Red Bull are constantly using this excuse that Mercedes has the better car, and I think the car isn't everything. Because uh, yeah, the the car isn't everything. You you have to like strategy is very very important, and had Red Bull pitted the lap after Lewis pitted, they could have gone on to win the race. And I will I will die on this hill, no matter no matter what <laughs> anyone says. Because Bottas was too far too far back, and once uh, Hamilton uh, pitted, and. Uh, Verstappen came around for the for the uh, to the pit lane. Uh, Hamilton was about one and a half seconds behind. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, not one and a half seconds behind. Twenty three and a half yeah. seconds behind. The, yeah. The pit the pit lane. Uh, the time is like twenty two seconds. Twenty two seconds, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was one and a half seconds behind in theory. So, uh, I just feel they should have they should have taken. Like they should have taken the shot. This has already happened before. They've already bottled a race. Yeah, I think it was in Hungary. Hungary. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Hungary, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I just feel like they they didn't. I I think there's a I I don't know what to say. Red Bull have an issue with taking responsibility for for bad for for bad judgment calls that they make, because yeah, I don't know if uh if you guys watch the the post race interviews, uh Christian Horner was congratulating um Toto Wolf. Yeah. 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 And he said, uh yeah, congratulations, you had the faster car. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Congratulations because <laughs> they won the race by by making the right call, having the better strategy. And it's not even that. Like you like Christian Horner made the wrong call, right? So he, he shouldn't be shifting blame like, oh Mercedes is just has the fastest car. Like I think that's uh, is they're starting to use it as an excuse. I mean he doesn't and want to admit defeat, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's one way to show it, Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be Red fair, Bull, I guess yeah, that's human nature in a sense. Like you don't want to say that your own, you don't want to point out your own team's failings in that sense. You don't want to say that yeah, you made yeah. the mistake. But, See, for the past yeah. few years, uh, Red Bull could have used that as an excuse because arguably, for the past few years, Mercedes did have the stronger car at the start of the season, yeah. and Red Bull came back, you know, after probably the middle half of the season. Mm-hmm. But then this year, from the get go, we can see that Red Bull and Mercedes they are you know tiptoe with each other. Yeah, yeah. And this was Red... I I would say Red Bull's uh, race to lose. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull are closer to Mercedes than ever. Like yeah. they they are they are really um. They should at least give them a good fight for it, which I think they are doing. But yeah. uh, really, the Spanish Grand Prix should have been won by Red Bull. You know why I feel uh, Red Bull have this uh, issue with the strategy? It's because of. Their second driver not being there to support uh, Max, like you know how um, Bottas is always there to cover any strategy from Red Bull if Max is there, yeah. but then mm-hmm. th- the same thing doesn't apply when Max is at the front because Checo is just not up there with Max, and this has been mm-hmm. a problem for the past uh, two three years since you know Ricardo left Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. point actually. I would say that I think Checo is a step up from Albon definitely. I think mm-hmm. Albon was given enough time in the Red Bull car, but uh, for some reason he wasn't able to prove it. But um, I would think that che- Checo has, uh, I guess, uh, bridged that gap in a sense um, in terms of driver ability. When I mean when you compare it to between Albon and 
Verstappen the previous season. So I think definitely Red Bull have a much better chance of uh, challenging Mercedes than they ever did. I would I think this is the best chance of breaking uh, that I guess the <laughs> the Mercedes the dominance. dominance. Yeah. 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 But you know, I read this very controversial statistic uh, recently on Twitter. I was just scrolling through and I saw that comparing Gasly, Albon and Perez, Perez actually has the worst start compared to both of them. Just oh. a controversial statistic, I feel. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but uh, to be fair, well, not to be fair, Sergio Perez did actually say before the start of the season, he said that it takes about, because he's been driving for whatever Force India and racing point you know that team mm-hmm. yeah for, for a very long close time to, yeah. yeah five i think six years he was driving for them uh and i think it might be five years yeah five years he was driving for them so he says that uh to to sort of gel into a, a new car and a new team like a completely yeah, it, it different takes time. Car. yeah it takes yeah time. he said five races yeah and uh okay. isn't i think monaco's yeah. the fifth race right yeah yep. Uh, yep it is yeah so so i guess well, we can judge we, him yeah yeah, I mean, we can say just, yeah, I mean, not just about Perez. We can see that across the field as well, where Ricardo is struggling a little bit in a McLaren yep, against absolutely. Lando, and then you also have Yuki struggling against Gasly. So it's not just Perez who's struggling in a new car. So yeah, I guess all these uh, like new driver transfers they will take some time to get in. But of yeah. course, we have seen I think glimpses of what Perez can do. Where he, I think in Imola he got second in uh, quali, which yeah. was yeah. which was I think a great performance by him to beat Max. Uh, Although Max did make a mistake, but then, you know, you have to still beat someone, so... Yeah, of course. Last season, he won a race at Racing Point, right? And he was starting at the back of the grid, if I'm not wrong, was it? Yeah, he... F- no, he and he ended up 20th. Last, uh, yeah. He ended up last because of a bad... bad a crash, yeah. A crash, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, and then he managed to win the race at the end, right? Yeah. 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 So, I think... I think I, I feel like uh, Checo isn't a good starter, at least in recent times. Like, he generally tends to pick up during the race itself. And his qualifying positions, even for Racing Point, aren't, I would say, as consistent as you would uh, want him to be. But I think he, he makes up for places uh, in on Sunday itself, on the Sundays itself. Yeah, yeah. well, you have to yeah. give credit to Checo. He is an experienced driver, so he has that race craft. So he can definitely yeah. perform on, on Sundays. Yeah, I think it was one in two races Portimao, I think. Yeah, I think it was in Portimao where he was on, he was on one tire for like, I think fifty or some fifty odd laps, mm. and that kind of I think helped Max to I think get second place I think. So like mm-hmm. we we can see that you know Checo he has all the qualities to be a successful driver. It's I think just about him finding it, finding his proper you know sweet spot in the second car, and I hope eventually or very very soon he'll be able to be up there with Max because I think Max does need that second driver. If he wants to yeah. challenge for the World Drivers Championship, yeah, yeah, I mean it's only fair considering he's going up against a driver who also has a second driver of sorts. Mm. But yeah. you know, okay, that I think that brings us to the next big thing, sort of big thing that happened in Spain, which was uh, Valtteri Bottas refusing to concede his position to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, as Hamilton was hunting down Max Verstappen. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, team orders are nothing new to F1. We've seen it for a very long time, of course. Uh, but, you know, it's always this uh, sort of... Uh, I guess you could call it a stigma around actually issuing a team order. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel that team orders are... 
like it's it's a good thing. It can be a good thing because ultimately it's a team that should come first. Mm. So I I don't see what's wrong with team orders as long as they're not overused in a season and you know. Yeah, uh, I feel team orders are they are necessary for the greater good of the team. Mm-hmm. But if we are talking about Bottas being selfish. Um, like, because uh, you know, he obviously didn't let Lewis buy. Yeah. Um, uh, he didn't give Lewis him an to, easy time. At least. Yeah, he didn't. He, Lewis had to actually. <laughs> he had to actually him. go around. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for that, in that situation, in the situation, uh, that he was at the time uh, during the Spanish race, uh, that's wrong because Lewis was clearly faster. He's on the new tires, mm-hmm. and he was very clearly faster. But I can understand because, um, this is a guy who. Who's been, like this is his fourth season, twenty seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty twenty one. He's his fifth season at the, at the at the team, yep. and he only has for a team that's so dominant, right? I think Bottas only has like, twelve um, wins. I think uh, I might want to. You guys might want to check that. But uh, what I'm saying is, constantly when he was in winning positions, he he has had to give up the the space to Lewis. And to the point where it's like a meme. Everyone knows the yeah. Hey Valtteri is James <laughs> meme. So yeah. I think if you once you have had like something taken away from you so many times, I think there has to be a certain point where he just like he just doesn't care. I think personally he knows that it's his last season at at the club uh, at the club at, at, the, at the team, the, uh, <laughs> at the team. Uh, still first episode, guys. First episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So it's his. Um, I think it's his last year at the team. Uh, a lot of people have the same opinion as well. So he thinks, I mean, like, what are they gonna do? Sack him mid-season? He very <laughs> explicitly said that Mercedes don't change drivers halfway through the season. So he's thinking, you know what? If I'm gonna be here, like, for the rest of the season, why do I have to, like, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I I understand, and uh, it 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 has to. You think about it. You spend your entire life becoming an F1 driver. And you have so many, how many like wins taken from you? How many title challenges like championship? Uh, how many championship titles have been stolen from you? Like I think that kind of plays on his mind, and I think at this point he's just had enough, and he just doesn't care. Mm. I think it comes down to the fact again. I think being a driver, I know. I mean, I know you you consider F one as a team sport, but for the drivers themselves, I think it, in in a way it is an individual sport because as we all mm. know. F1 is known to be quite cutthroat in a sense that if you don't perform, you lose your seat. And every driver, every aspiring driver, wants to be part of that uh, 20-man grid um, yep. for that Formula One uh, weekend. And I, for, for me personally, I feel what uh, Bottas did was acceptable. I think I think it's very natural for a team to want one thing and the driver to want one another thing. It's perfectly normal. And I I think while watching the Netflix show. Uh, they're talking about how uh, Bottas had yeah, led episode three. three. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think it was in Sochi twenty eighteen. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, he had the team orders. Back he then. had yeah, and then he let Hamilton pass, and then he said never again because he was. I think <laughs> in that race they were trying to uh, see off Vettel for the world. I think the drivers championship, and yep. uh, because of that, uh, Valtteri was de- denied a win, and yep. I think it's justifiable given the history of. Uh, mm of how they've handled both these drivers and um, for me I think Bottas did nothing wrong and um, 
at the same time mercedes are well within their rights to order their drivers to do a follow a certain strategy because end of the day there are so many people who are dependent on that uh, one, on one team's performance in the weekend i mean so it, i mean it, it's just uh, two people wanting different things and uh, i think both are justified in uh, whatever decision they make yeah right for, for for me it's more of the case of i think as a driver okay uh, you need to be logical about two things one is of course you have to take in consideration of your own achievements but then at the same time you're also fighting for the constructors championship you know and in case in this case of bottas um in my opinion i feel bottas should have just let hamilton pass because yeah. first of all hamilton was on a completely different strategy and yeah. that means he was or uh, he Bottas was technically already a, a pit stop behind Hamilton in that case. So mm. there's literally no point for Bottas to fight Hamilton. I mean in this case luckily both of them when you know Hamilton went by smoothly. But then yeah, if there was a crash. They got very close when they yeah, got replaced. very close exactly. But if um you know if they had crashed then you know that's causing team a lot of harm where it was completely unnecessary. And just yeah. a few races back I think in uh I think it was in Imola where McLaren ordered Ricardo to let Lando pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh you know Rick- Ricardo obliged immediately and let Lando through and Lando got a podium because of that, you know. He right. finished yeah. second, right? Yes, he finished second yeah. in that race. So he was, was a third, I think, behind Lewis. Third, third, third. He finished third. Oh yeah, sorry, third. Yeah, 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 my bad. Yeah, third. So I think you need to be logical. Whereas of course if if you're in a situation where you're wi- you're fighting for the win and um you know it's if you both both of you are fighting for the championship let's say uh, Bottas and Hamilton then in that case of course even if Max is in that drivers championship situation you should not like Bottas shouldn't be the one allowing like that was the case in i believe Sochi in 2018 where Bottas listened and you know obviously it helped Hamilton win the championship but then in that case it, it wasn't right and i think we all knew at that time that you know uh, what um Mercedes ordered Bottas to do was just not within the spirit of the sport. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as a driver, in my opinion, you should be logical about it. Yeah. yeah, and and just to just to um, since we are talking about Sochi 2018, so he had the win taken away from well, not taken away from him, but he had to let Lewis pass and everything, right? Yeah. So, um, remember, like a like a few minutes ago, I said Bottas has won 17 races. He's only actually won nine, and oh, he wow. won he won no races in 2018. So wow. yeah. So you can see how much they can they can sort of play on a like play on a on a driver's mentality like he has to be sick and tired of it at this point. He yeah, has yeah. um just to just for some perspective Fernando Alonso has 1900 points. That's a two-time world champion has 1900 uh career points and uh, Valtteri Bottas has 1560. Oh. And he doesn't even have double digit wins like it's it's ridiculous yeah, i yeah. mean like you you will be sick and tired of it at some point uh. mm-hmm. that yep. but the thing is i feel he has i hate to say it but i mean no, nobody is going to admit it but he is mercedes second driver like i mean yeah. the stats speak for themselves yeah so i think he um, himself admitted it in the netflix show itself like he he feels that he's the number two driver that's the way uh the people around him yeah. so i yeah. mean it's it's difficult to, i think for any driver to actually uh fill the shoes of a second driver to Lewis Hamilton i think it's a big ask and mm-hmm. it's very natural to be overshadowed and uh, mm-hmm. yeah i mean personally i i just i mean i i i mean i respect hamilton for what he's done but uh, i hope he retires soon so that we have more open races yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but, but to i be... think yeah, yeah go, go ahead go ahead 
Okay. Uh, because uh, to me, I feel that uh, honestly, I don't see Hamilton retiring for another couple of years at least, and I I don't think that Mercedes would actually leave uh, Bottas for George Russell because if you look at in terms of team dynamics perspective, this is Mercedes' dream. Okay, where you have one driver who's just too good, second driver who's good enough to get you the constructors' championship. So it's a perfect balance for Mercedes in this case. Of course, we as fans want to see George get that seat so that we can see how George will fare against Lewis or you know fight for wins and stuff. But then, um, as a team's perspective, this just gives Mercedes the best you know strategic yeah. options towards winning the constructors. And mm-hmm. as much as I want Bottas to succeed, uh, I feel he's a very good Saturday driver where he can you know get a good quality lap out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But even th- even then. Uh, Lewis is just superior like on Sundays Lewis will immediately come back and yeah uh, he's just un- like Lewis is just untouchable on the Sunday and you know in Saturday as well he's just got his recent 1000 one, not 1000 100, 100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah but the thing about that is I don't think it's a case of whether Mercedes will keep Bottas uh, I think it's more of a case of uh, whether Bottas would want to stay at Mercedes because both Mercedes drivers are running out of contract at the end of this, uh, at the end of this year, so mm-hmm. uh, it's just a case of if uh, another position opens up, but it, it will only open up towards the back of the grid. That's a valid point, but mm-hmm. uh, it's whether Bottas will take another Mercedes contract because I think Mercedes will be very happy to keep him because he he's been the he's been the perfect second driver. I hate to say it again, but he, yeah, he he's is, been uh... yeah for most of the times he. He, he respects team orders and everything. So, I think Mercedes will be happy to keep him. It's just whether Bottas stays. Yeah. But then I don't think Bottas would even want to leave in the first place because this is his only chance, if you're you know really being logical about it, to win or even compete for a World Drivers Championship. Because once he leaves Mercedes, that's it. The dream is over. We all know that. He's not going to get a seat at any other big team, that's for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But to be fair, you could say that Ricardo gave up that dream and went to Renault. Right, like, but but it backfired, you know. If you look at it, yeah, yeah, it did, it did, it did. Yeah, uh, I feel even Ricardo would admit that that was a pretty big step back when it comes to fighting for the title, exactly. Definitely, but but because I think he was hoping similar to what Hamilton did. I think before, yeah, before moving to Mercedes, he was at McLaren, if I'm not wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and at that time, Mercedes wasn't an established team yet, and it was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was more of a gamble. And I think Nicky Lauda convinced him to go over to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the end, it, it paid dividends for Hamilton. It worked out for him in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that's the same gamble that Ricardo was trying to take. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way he wanted to. But I think they were mm. doing pretty well towards the back end of last season. Yeah. And uh, perhaps... I mean, okay, McLaren, I think, is still a good step for him. I think it's a step in the right direction. I would say it's a step above, in fact. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, true. But we can't sleep on Alpine this season. I think they've improved quite a lot. Uh, they got rid of Cyril, which is a good decision. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, they are no, but I'm gonna miss his Netflix. Now. Yep, Cyril Abitibuyi. Yeah, gonna miss him on uh, Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think at this point, Bottas is I I I don't really think he'll stay. Like if you are if you're talking about him like fighting for the world, uh, the championship. He's already what we are four races in. He's already thirty three points behind. So, and we all know he's never getting the preferential strategy. 
Mm-hmm. And bottom line, Lewis is a better driver than him. So unless he can stick himself on pole on Saturday, like I'm speaking about Bottas, unless Bottas can stick himself on pole every Saturday, he can't expect to have the the better strategy. So I feel uh, I think that reality would have creeped into his mind by now, and I, it sucks. I really do want to see him succeed, but uh, uh, what can you do? That's yeah, but then also to get a uh, preferential strategy in the race, uh, I believe Mercedes how they operate is they have one two. You know, whoever's the first driver gets the yeah, call yeah. to pit first. Mm. So uh, and I think the only time this season we've seen Bottas at the front was in Portimao, and he Hamilton came and overtook him. Yeah. So I mean, this just comes to show how Hamilton is just such a beast. You know, on on the on the Sunday, and yeah, uh, yeah even even the race before in Imola. Uh, for the, all the controversy of the crash between him and George Russell, uh, you should see the fact that he was almost a lap down to Hamilton at that stage of point yeah. in that race. Yeah. And I think that's just, mean... Just, I think it's yeah. just a fact, like you had to consider that it was a Mercedes fighting with a Williams. Exactly. And yeah. like, yes, okay, there was rain and that tends to even things out when it comes to, uh, you know, car performance and everything. But at the yeah, same time, it's still, office, it's still the literal it, front of the grid and the literal back of the grid fighting yeah, for opposition. Exactly. Yeah, but it is George Russell though. I mean, he's a different beast. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, very, yeah very well, I mean, you, you do have all of that, but still, I don't think that should have been a position that Bottas yeah, finds yeah, himself yeah, in. Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that race just shows to highlight Bottas' weakness, I feel, which is uh, race, race craft. He's, race he's craft, not yeah. that great of a Sunday driver which he used to be in the Williams days so uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean if he wants to you know get the preferred strategy and everything he needs first of all he needs to be ahead of Hamilton and uh, he needs to and to be ahead of Hamilton you need to be a whole different animal which only Rosberg has been so far in yeah. you know Hamilton's career you could say mm-hmm. uh, yeah. maybe even Jensen Button I think in the McLaren days so yeah 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 well, yeah. Well, uh, sucks, sucks that was a. Bottas. Yep, sucks to be Bottas, but <laughs> it it it's how his season's gonna pan out, I think. But uh, moving on a bit further down the grid, maybe, uh, we did talk about the battle for tenth in Spain, and it was uh, it was pretty fun to watch. Really interesting watching three cars going into like the chicanes, and uh, it was mainly I believe it was Gasly, Stroll, and Kimi who were fighting for tenth place. So, mm-hmm. uh, that was fun to watch. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it was fun to watch, but I, the cameras were never really on, on the <laughs> yeah. on the back end of the grid. So I think, uh, yeah, that's a that's a bad move by the by the director. But mm. uh, it was I watched the uh, like the upload videos onto YouTube. So I watched like the onboards, and it All was right. very very close. Like uh, Gasly was, I think, like um, only a few thousands behind. Sorry, only a few hundreds of a second behind the. Uh, was it Ocon who finished above him? Yeah, I think ninth someone. Yeah, Ocon, Ocon yeah. finished ninth, right? Ocon yeah. finished ninth. Yeah. yeah, it was really close. It was a drag race to the line, so I, I have no idea why they didn't show that. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was very very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they just literally showed that last bit as they both crossed the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, what's the what's the use in that? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. But I. Have but I to think say that... feel bad. No, go ahead. Yeah, but I have to say that this season I feel. Um, Aston Martin have been quite disappointing yep. in general. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
And and uh, I know there's this whole controversy of they want to complain about the regulations and all that stuff. But I feel as a car manufacturer, you know, whatever rules and regs you have in uh, are, you know, the FIS implemented, you should just accept it and move on. And I think in this case, uh, Aston Martin have not admitted that, you know, they have not done a good enough job, which they did the previous years. And they've just relied on basically the same car from last year to bring them forward. And... Mm. I feel it's a bit disappointing because I really want to see Vettel succeed again. You know, it's been so long since Vettel has been <laughs> doing well. I mean, his season, last season at Ferrari was just a complete disaster, as we all know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Aston Martin. Uh, I I have no idea why uh, Otma is uh, Otma is the is the team principal for Aston Martin. Uh, yeah. I have no idea why he's complaining about the regulations when literally last year your team decided to not care about the about the regulations decided to to find like loopholes in the regulations and everything and literally all the other nine teams are abiding by the regulations well apart from we don't know if ferrari are but uh, <laughs> uh, but everyone else is i mean for what we, from what we know they are all following the regulations so you should just suck it up either way next next year in 2022 it's a whole different set of regulations and mm-hmm. just like focus on that stop complaining about about this season's uh, regulations. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. I'm quite passionate about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about uh, the Aston Martin's downfall, maybe. It was, mm-hmm. You could say them, you know, dropping down the grid. But I think we also need to talk about Alfa Romeo finding their way up the grid from being one of yeah, the back marker teams yeah. last season uh, a, to fighting for points this up, season. That's a big step up, I would say, for Alfa. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's quite a good yeah. step, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think this season, it just comes to show how close the pack has in generally been. Yeah. Like, you look at Quali, I think, all the cars were, like, I believe in Spain, in Q1, all the cars from 1st to, I think, 15 to 16, all of them were within, I think, 7 or 8 tenths, or I think yeah. a second, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, the pack has really just condensed in that sense. So, it mm-hmm. makes it very hard, because even... Um, I was like quite disappointed uh, with UK this season, like so far how UK season has been, mm-hmm. and um, but then if you look at where, how he's comparing against Gasly, uh, he's not that far off Gasly in that sense. So I mean, it, uh, it, I'm just showing the contrast that in terms of positions, UK is quite low down. But then when you compare him with his teammate, the pack has just condensed so much that uh, yeah. yeah, it's just sometimes it makes me wonder if maybe the new like 2022 regulations which will come in uh do we actually need, need them i'm not too sure <laughs> but uh, that, that's, that's, that's a, a different very good topic. point actually yeah that's well i mean it was supposed to make racing closer and i think we've had a lot of close racing this season maybe there's not so much of uh racing between the top teams and the midfield teams because yeah. like you know just by saying it you know there's a top team and a midfield team so that in itself shows that there isn't but if you just look at within the top uh, spots within the podium spots and then you just look at within the uh like maybe six to about 11 12 there's just so much competition going on down there and that's really what the 2022 regulations were supposed to achieve mm-hmm. but we've kind of done it this season but yeah, well, exactly. we have to wait for the season to pan out i think because like uh i think teams are still like working out kings and uh they're still i mean they're still figuring out their own car uh, mm-hmm. testing sometimes is not enough 
you have to see race performance and everything there's a lot of data that they analyze to improve the car within the season itself so i feel like uh that eventually i think we'll, we'll start to see the pack um like separate out a bit i feel where we really have a battle on our hands is the battle for third uh between mclaren and ferrari because mclaren have risen you know after like their little slump in 2015 yeah. 2016 yeah. they've yeah. really improved and ferrari has just fallen off a cliff and they are they are really being held together by charles leclerc so yeah. Uh, really, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, it's just they are being saved like last season could have been so embarrassing for them but there were a handful of races where leclerc finished second and yeah. sort of yeah that's like 18 points if you're second and i just feel like he's He saved them from the most embarrassing season in their history. Because I mean, um, it was still quite embarrassing. It, it was yeah, the worst ever finish for some forty odd years or something. Yeah, so. yeah, it yeah. could have been worse. That's why, yeah. So it, it could have been worse, and yeah. uh, Enzo Ferrari would have been turning in his grave, like <laughs> seeing the way the team has completely fallen off. And uh, I, I'm yeah. a Ferrari fan, just for the people who are listening. Okay. But but I'm but I'm but I'm starting to hate the team more and more by the day. Yeah. And. Yeah, you know, one I thing which makes me wonder a lot is, you know, in 2019, Ferrari had, I would say, the best car on the grid after, I believe, the mid-season break where they were just on a complete fly in qualifying with Charles and, yeah. uh, you know, winning yeah. at Monza and everything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there was this whole controversy of the Ferrari engine breaking yeah. some rules and everything. Yeah. And then the FIA, somehow they have some undisclosed agreement with Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. And then the following season, Ferrari's power unit was nowhere. Yeah. They were the slowest, arguably. All the Ferrari-powered cars were struggling. Alfa and Haas were struggling as well. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder what was this actual illegal illegality thing, which uh, you know Ferrari did. And I think it's just not us as fans, which you know are curious, but even the teams want to know. Like yeah. I believe Christian Horner has always come down and said that he wants full disclosure of what this whole agreement is about or mm. what Ferrari broke, what so whatever you know. Mm. And I think uh, we should know, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think we are going to get to know it anytime soon. So, in yeah. terms of um, okay, so in terms of details about what was illegal, it was a it was a fuel regulator, uh, if I remember correctly, or some, something about a fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the the thing that really makes it shady is the the like the fine or punishment that the FIA gave to Ferrari, Ferrari itself, has been yeah. kept under wraps. So. That that is already a, a a sign that you are guilty, right? Like you think you might as well just openly say it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's ridiculous, ah. And I really, ah, I really hate the way how the the team has gone under, uh, uh yeah. Mr. Mr. Spinala. I think this the same thing actually took not same thing, but in a way similar situation with Racing Point took place last season. You know where they had this whole brake duck issue, which they copied. copied from Mercedes and stuff yeah mm-hmm. and then the FIA uh, Formula 1 gave them a points deduction and some fine and this was you know full disclosure of everything what they did wrong and you know you know they got a points deduction from the actual championship and everything and in that case when you compare it with Ferrari there was nothing of that sort to Ferrari and we could arguably say Ferrari's fault was a lot bigger in that sense like the I, I think it was a much bigger did. impact on the car exactly say. yeah So um, I don't know. There's some biases of FIA towards Ferrari, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole different controversy, I would say. But yeah, yeah, it's some interesting conspiracies, I would say. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, but 
you know, all that is said and done. But at the end of the day, I think Ferrari, now this season, look like they are improving. Yeah, yeah, so, I would say so. Yeah, I think getting signs was a very good move. I think traditionally they've always relied on more experienced drivers, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I think placing their money on signs. I think Science has had a decent campaign so far, nothing too flashy, but I think it's a move in the right direction because uh, I think they can build the team around uh, Charles. And uh, I think that is that is said. That, that is, yeah. yeah. Mm. Charles is their protege. They want to get him to be the world champion and everything. Definitely. Yeah. So, but I don't think Carlos is going to make it any easier. Definitely, I think Carlos mm. is a pretty uh, solid driver as well. I think uh, him and Lando. Were pretty. They, I mean, they were pretty close yeah. up until the last race, right? For last season's uh, yeah, qualifying yeah. was they like were, they eleven. Were, yeah. yeah, they were very yeah, close. They were very close in terms of total points. So I, I would say, uh, I think picking Carlos is a move. I mean, is 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 the right decision for Ferrari to? I would say get them or at least take steps to get them back to where they're supposed to be. Uh, but having said that, I think McLaren are also very very strong, and uh, I I would say that uh, right now I think McLaren are probably better placed than. Ferrari, yeah. In mm-hmm. terms of, um, in ter- I think yeah. In terms of how, especially in, uh, considering how Lando is performing so far, I think he's he's shown more than enough promise to actually um, probably uh, get McLaren to back to the top. Uh, if you like to, if you like to say, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think like you know you see all these different teams. They have their own little prodigy, prodigal kind of driver. With uh, yeah. Red Bull is obviously Max and. Uh, with Ferrari, yeah, this you have Charles, and then with McLaren we have uh, Lando, Lando. And Lando yeah. so these are the drivers they can kind of like aim to build their team around, mm. as long as they can keep, uh, they can have a competitive car and you know that can, that can be assuring enough for the drivers to stay there and continue to, uh, keep performing while these teams can also keep building the cars around these drivers. Mm. But I feel one thing about McLaren is uh, it's a bit of a, I wouldn't say weird situation, but the situation at McLaren is different in that sense that you have uh, Lando, who's obviously the most experienced guy in the car, but then you have a arguably better driver and one of the, I would say, the best drivers on the grid after mm-hmm. Hamilton and uh, Max, I would say, Daniel Ricciardo there in the next seat beside Norris and um Ricardo's still trying to find his feet, of course, in a, a McLaren because, you know, all cars are different and he has not driven the McLaren before this. Mm. Um, yeah, but then he did, in, he did say he's not uh, feeling confident the, enough in the McLaren yeah. yet. No, exactly. But, but to be fair though, I mean, uh, uh, when come Saturday, Ricardo is slapping Norris because Ricardo has finished uh, three times above Norris and Norris has only finished above Ricardo once when it comes to Saturday. Yeah, but so, to be fair, I would say Norris... Is the Sunday that Ricardo is lacking? So, if once he gets to form, I think uh, I think we have a good battle on our hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but I would also say that Norris actually has been performing quite well in quality all the way until Q three, where I think in Imola he should have gotten P two, but he invalidated the lap. Oh. And then ah, even yeah. in even in Spain, I think up until Q three, Lando was way ahead of Ricardo, but then he just couldn't keep the lap together in Q three for some reason, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where he qualified. I think eight or ninth in, yeah. in the end. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's when it comes the, to the, the faster pace. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and that's where the experience comes in also, Ricardo, yeah. to be of calm course, in yeah. that situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I would say McLaren have the, in my opinion, because uh, I'm not being biased, I'm a McLaren fan, but uh, I feel that McLaren have the best driver pairing 
where you have Lander who is a very quick guy and then you have Ricardo who's very experienced race winner in fact and mm-hmm. and definitely we all know that Ricardo came to McLaren because he wants to win the World Drivers Championship and I hope touch with that maybe in the next 2-3 years that might happen and um yeah, we might see McLaren back up at the top again hopefully. Yeah. I think uh I think Lando has a very good uh chance provided McLaren get their like get their act not I wouldn't say get their act together if they continue <laughs> on this upward trend that they've gone. Uh I think Lando within the next maybe 4 or 5 years he'll be he'll be up there for we might see you know like a George Russell versus yeah. Lando Norris versus Charles Leclerc for the world Yeah, versus guess, Max as well. Yeah, versus Max. Yeah, sorry. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I guess. Uh, well, one can one can hope, right? We'll yeah. see if that. I happens. mean, the future is bright for F1. That's for sure. Yeah. We have yeah. exciting young talents already in the, uh, like you know, in the field, and we also have a few more exciting drivers coming from F2 as well, like Callum Eilert and stuff. We're just, yeah. you know, waiting for their chance. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But who will I? Okay, now that's a separate topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's we'll maybe about, one yeah. for the silly season yeah. in the future. <laughs> not, not yet. But uh, well, you know, I mean, speaking of exciting young drivers, I think uh, AlphaTauri have a very good lineup in that sense. They have, you know, obviously Gasly, who has uh, he had a pretty good season last season, and they also mm. have Yuki Tsunoda, who is, uh, you know, we've seen how explosive he can be at times, but. He's that I, angry, but basically, <laughs> yeah, he is. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But I can't help but feel that you know they've had a a bit of a disappointing opening season here, especially after how the testing went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they should have they should be finishing higher or performing better, or especially during the race. Mm. So. Yeah, I feel uh, like in terms of qualifying, AlphaTauri has been pretty decent. I mean, if you take Spain apart, because Spain was just the cars were really close. But then, I feel I can't remember exactly how much. But then I've, from what I can recall, uh, they were quite close at the top at the beginning of the season. You know, and mm-hmm. I think Gasly qualified um, fourth or fifth in the very first race in yeah. Bahrain. And yeah. uh, so, like in terms of quality, we can see that Alpha have a very good car. But then, when it comes to race, uh, something's just not clicking for them right now. I feel, and uh, Yuki's also. I feel he's had a quite a disappointing start out too. And I, I think we all can admit we all love Yuki. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard to hate Yuki. But then, um, yeah, he he definitely needs to do better. I, I would say. Yeah, mm. he he, I mean he's he's very, he's a very hot headed guy. I feel like the first race proved how good he actually is. Because um, he was overtaking left, right, and center, it was very nice to watch. Yeah. But yeah. he's sort of fallen off, and I don't really think it was uh, it was a good idea for him. I don't know if you guys know, but after qualifying uh, in uh, in Spain, he got kicked out in Q one, and uh, yeah, he blamed the team. Yeah, he right. blamed the team, and it was. I was watching that live, and I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> it was a uh, bit immature for him, I would say. Yeah, essentially, he was saying that he was too fast for the car. Which is, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to throw your new team under the bus like that. You're an F1 rookie, and yeah. you know, I, I was, I actually told the guys in the in the WhatsApp chat. I said, uh, Yuki needs a PI agent like ASAP, and uh, the very. I'm next sure day, he does have. It's just that yeah, the PI yeah, agent uh, uh, and, can't handle him either. Yeah, and the very next day he he got a apology on Instagram. So uh, he gave yeah, an apology on right. Instagram. So yeah. yeah. 
I I just hope he can keep his head because he's very very talented and I I like uh talented youngsters to stay in formula 1 and uh, so that you know the in the upcoming years will really be very exciting hmm. but he shouldn't really lose his mind like that like it's a bit it's I mean, it's, it's, to it's me, not right, a good sign yeah go on. yeah to me the uk's incident actually reminded me of george russell and bottas incident at imola where bot uh, not bottas sorry russell was quite angry with bottas where oh, yeah. arguably it was actually russell's own fault for mm-hmm. crashing into Bottas actually. It's so. still quite hotly debated whose fault it was, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, but what uh, Russell did his actions where he actually hit Bottas, I think, on the helmet. Yeah. Uh, and that he was... flipped him the finger or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bottas gave yeah, the Bottas finger. Gave, oh, yeah, Bottas gave. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah, comic. I saw that on live TV and he didn't censor it or anything. Yeah. I was quite shocked. <laughs> he was quite it comic is. in his own way, but then yeah. as a sportsman kind of shit, I think what Russell did there was wrong. And he, and he did come up apologize about it, which is... Good, yeah, good yeah that, that was good yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah, but but it's just one incident. Like, I feel like where these young rookies have to, I feel, mature a bit. Uh, mm. But I guess, you know, you only learn once you make mistakes, you know. Yeah, of so. course. But even the Russell one, uh, I would say, like personally, I'd say, uh, it's sort of, it, it's very, like he just crashed, right? So I think it's very reactionary. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas for Yuki, he had a good 20 minutes before he went to the interview. So mm. I I I'm very very sure that Alpha Tauris some PR person would have told him you know <laughs> what you can talk about what you can't talk about and he just went there and he just he just vented his frustration I guess but you know it's never I think Verstappen did something similar a few years back right on Ocon for No oh, okay yeah. but yeah. but that's a, but that that blaming another driver. driver that's the thing we I yeah. I love mm. to see drivers blaming other drivers <laughs> I okay. I love to see that but You you can't be a driver. You can't bite the hand that feeds you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, of course, unless it's warranted uh, with like, unless it's like Red Bull and Renault, you know, with the engine problems and everything. That I can understand. <laughs> When you as a driver have made the mistakes and are blaming the team for it, I find it very hard to accept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but of course, uh, like we say, I mean, you could of course say at the heat of the moment, it's hard for the driver to realize his own mistake as well because, you know, yeah. You have all yeah. that adrenaline rush and everything from whatever just happened. So, I mean, of course, uh, that there's no way to justify. But then I would say, uh, yeah, you should have a more cool, calm head. I would say. I think road rage is like a common. Th- even if you, even even when one, either of us are driving, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not F1 drivers, but when someone else makes a mistake, we obviously feel angry, like naturally. And I think. It's like that thing is multiplied. It's amplified, especially if you're a race car driver, because yeah. you of expect course. everyone to be quality drivers. And you know, okay, I'm, I know I'm talking about drivers on drivers, but I guess that um, I'm talking more about the emotional part, where drivers are probably more hot-headed uh, right after they finish their drive. Mm. So perhaps he took it out on the team yeah. that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. And. Uh... That's a that's a good way to sum it up for AlphaTauri, I guess. Yep. So anyway, moving on. So we did talk about you know Hamilton and Verstappen in uh, Spain, but uh, you know it was definitely not a one-off thing. We've seen it all, uh, all season so far, all four races, very very close racing, and uh, well you know prediction-wise, who do we think is going to come out on top? You know. Uh, Let me just go first. I will say, 
Hamilton, obviously, because I'm a Hamilton fan. I have been for a very long time. And I think in the end, he has the maturity and the speed to just take it home, race after race. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what do you guys think? I think if I think if Red Bull makes the right calls and uh, have a substantial amount of luck behind them, Verstappen can win it. But Red Bull, uh, I don't think they have the... They're strategically very careless, mm-hmm. I think. So I think Hamilton will take it. Okay. Yeah, for me, I would say, um, my head tells me um, Hamilton will win logically, but my heart mm-hmm. wants Verstappen to win because <laughs> yeah. I want the. I mean, I'm not an anti Mercedes fan by any means, but as a just a fan of the sport, we have seen such a big Mercedes dominance. I want someone to end that Mercedes dominance, yeah. Yeah. and um, that's what I want to happen. But then, logically speaking, I feel Mercedes have the faster car. Mercedes mm-hmm. have the advantage in strategy as well until Checo comes in. Uh, whenever he comes in, then we can maybe look to see if how we can help Max uh, push more, you know, push Mercedes more towards making a strategic error. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's why that's what happened in Spain as well, where uh, you know the pressure from both drivers put you know Red Bull into an error in strategy. So um, uh, that's that's how I see it as. But then I feel in terms of pure pace wise. Uh, I think Verstappen matches Hamilton clearly on pure pace. It's just ultimately, you know, like strategic calls who can make the better strategy uh, that would determine who will win the championship this season. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Uh, because? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think Hamilton definitely has experience on his side. But uh, myself being a Red Bull and a big Max Verstappen fan, I do hope that uh, we can end Mercedes' dominance. But I think realistically... Hamilton has this in the bag. I think Verstappen has been starting the races pretty well. He's been uh, taking these big moves, uh, like making these big moves uh, right He's off. been quite aggressive, actually. Yeah, at the start. At it he has. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even, even just, in Spain. Yeah. yeah, I was just looking at the Spain, uh, like Palmer's, Julian Palmer's analysis of the Spain start. And if you just look at how aggressively Max is going into the first corner, if Lewis doesn't back out, it's... End of the it's race a crash. Both, it's then. a crash. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, the one thing about Max is he has no. I would say he he races with no fear, and uh, yeah. I would say Hamilton in that sense is a more experienced driver. In the and he, I guess, okay, that fearlessness is obviously there because he's been there. And, I mean, he's he's been there and done that. But I would say that um, because of Max' lack of fear, I still feel he has that uh, the tendency to miss out on a few places, or maybe he may he may make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which maybe Hamilton may not make. And yeah. I think that will probably give Hamilton the edge uh, over mm. the course of the season. And I think that's why Hamilton will probably take it over. Mm. But I feel, mm. you know, to win the championship, you have to get your elbows out, you know. And I think that's what Max has been doing so far. Yeah. Which, you know, throughout whenever Bottas has been challenging Hamilton, we have not seen that from Bottas. Mm. So, I mean, this is just a contrast between both the drivers. Yeah, I, I think Verstappen will definitely split, split the Mercedes. Like, uh, I think that's for sure. But, yep, uh, I'll I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think, okay, to be fair, I think Max has um, had a bit of maturity in his driving. I think he's... He's matured a lot, uh, I would say, over the past two years. Absolutely, yeah. So, I would say he's definitely improving. He's up there. But um, whether he can knock Hamilton off his porch, uh, I think it's a tough call to make. I, I think if you're... I think if you were to bet, I think you'd put your money on Hamilton. Uh, it, it would be a big risk to, 
to take one more step and i would say yeah yeah i mean mm. to me i just out of the top of my head as much as i can remember i can't remember the last time max actually made a proper mistake by himself whether it's mm. a crash or whether it's something you know i just don't remember it honestly whereas lewis if you look just two three races back at imola mm-hmm. he made that you know careless mistake where he you know went into the uh, gravel and then yeah. actually okay. just hit the uh, tire barrier as well yeah. so i mean i i'm just saying that max has really matured a lot over the past 2 years and uh we just need red bull to get their act together and if red bull get their act together in terms of strategy and everything and support max uh, i think we can be up for a good fight between both of them yeah and i just i just want to add i like i i sort of uh, in a weird way just want hamilton to win this and then just like retire, retire. Because, <laughs> no okay so because historically right historic historically in formula 1 when a period of dominance ends there is a power vacuum in terms of uh like when a driver's dominance ends there's a power vacuum so in 2004 Schumacher won his seventh title in the next 6 years there were five different world champions Oof. so mm. Alonso Raikkonen Hamilton Button and Vettel so it's it's like when there's a power vacuum in formula 1 it gets very very interesting i can go back like you can even go to the senna days but after unfortunately senna passed away uh there's a power vacuum and it's it's very very nice to see i guess like yeah, so I, i'm just waiting I, for that i party. hate to burst your bubble but <laughs> i was reading an article recently i don't think hamilton is going anywhere yeah he's uh, yeah. he just he, he wants to sign a new contract, contract. Right, he said he wants yeah. to like yeah. negotiate new contract with mercedes yeah if i was getting 40 million a year i would want to negotiate a new contract <laughs> as well. No, but so. to be fair to Hamilton, okay? Uh, over the past every season, right? He has just improved a lot from the last season. And every season from what I've read like read statistically has been a better season start than he has ever had. Like even this season I think is one of his best ever starts, you know, and well, he's already a seven-time world champion. So that just shows the, you know, how he's improving every day and mm-hmm. just becoming a better driver as he ages. And even like you look at Alonso, Alonso is what thirty eight, thirty nine now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's Hamilton's thirty five. So he still has well, if he wants to be in the sport, if he still has that you know passion to drive, he can be there for quite a long time. I mean, Raikkonen's still there. He's forty and he's still there. Yeah. So <laughs> I've I've no problem with him being on the grid. I just want the <laughs> I just want the Lewis George to get the seat. top car, I guess. Yeah. It's. I mean, I mean, it would be nice to see if Hamilton, uh, after a period of good wins, dominance, he just takes a step back and goes to a midfield team. I think that would be nice. Mm, yes. But uh, I don't think anyone can afford him. Yeah, that's I, the thing. yeah I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But yep. Yeah. And well, while we are on the topic of you know predicting battles at the end of the season, let's uh, let's just also have a quick prediction. Race for third in the constructors' championship. I, I. assume we will all agree we can all agree that it will come down to ferrari or mclaren yeah yeah so who are we putting our money on mm. who wants to go first i'll say mclaren because <laughs> first of all i'm a mclaren fan so i have to <laughs> vouch for mclaren but then at the same time if i if i'm speaking realistically i think mclaren just have a better edge over ferrari in that sense but it's it's very tight it's very hard to predict because both the past two races both both the teams Ferrari and McLaren have been very close so ultimately it comes down to you know who makes less mistakes uh on the track as well as on in terms of strategy and everything so uh it it will be nice to see because even uh in Spain we saw Lando and Carlos battle each other which is 
quite nice because you know usually when they were you know back in McLaren uh, they wouldn't used to be so close you know because sometimes teams team would just put in orders for them to not battle so mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's nice to see and then we also have a uh, Ricardo uh, who was finished P5 I think that's his best result so far in the McLaren as well mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah but but it's very close I think uh, Ferrari definitely have made a big step up from last year and it'll be interesting to see how, how it pans down all the way yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh the Ferrari fan, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm, well, I think, uh, oh, I think Ferrari are going to edge it. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, purely because I feel Sainz looks more comfortable in the Ferrari than Ricardo does in the McLaren, which can mm. change within the next two, three races. But uh, at currently, I feel Ferrari will go on to do to, to it. Uh, not to win it, to get third. <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I would put my money on McLaren personally because I, I feel like... Uh, I feel right now, I know Leclerc is overachieving with uh, the car he has. Okay, maybe not this season. Perhaps last season, definitely, he was the hard carry for the team. Mm-hmm. But um, I think McLaren uh, have what it takes to secure third uh, they i think they have two very good drivers uh, as what yash said i think they have a good balance of experience as well as young talent, uh, young talent. Uh, mm. and i think lento is a very exciting dri- young driver coming up uh, I, I i think mclaren could perhaps go back to the uh, i think their the glory days uh, and, and i think it's coming sooner than all of us think mm. and possible, yeah, possible. I, I would back i would back them to finish third okay mm. yeah I mean, I would probably say McLaren as well. They've, I really feel like they have looked the stronger team this season. So, yeah, they could go on to do it quite easily. Mm. I wouldn't say okay. it's easy, but... Um, yeah. yeah, we shall but see, I guess. I, I do feel like the they, can, they can have a bit of a comfortable lead over Ferrari. Cause it's not like let's last, not forget I think last season was quite easy. Faster car, yeah. I would say. That's true. Yeah. Like last season was quite easy for McLaren to get third, I think. Uh, they weren't really in battle. Okay, you maybe you had as like racing point, mm-hmm. but then uh they kind of dropped off at the end of the season as well, racing point. So yeah. uh but I think this season definitely uh I think it'll be a lot closer fight than we imagined, I think. Yeah, of course. Mm. And well, uh that brings us to our predictions for the upcoming race, and that is Monaco, everyone's favorite race, yeah. <laughs> I would say the Saturday is the favorite, yeah, not yeah, the Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday is a smooth race. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whoever wins yeah. Saturday wins Sunday, so... Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, good things are coming about in Monaco as we will be expecting fans back in the stands. Yeah, of course, in uh, smaller smaller numbers than we would normally have, but, you know, it's always nice to see them back. Yeah. yeah. So and that's uh, good two to weekends see Monaco from now. Well. Sorry? It's great to see Monaco as well because we missed Monaco yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. Monaco, yeah, although true. it might not have the greatest races, it's a very prestigious a very historic kind of place. place of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, uh, well, really, uh, let's just make it, you know, really quick. Who do we think is going to be on top Saturday and who's going to be on top Sunday? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, BK? Uh, again, yeah. Okay, BK, fine. Yeah. Uh, no, because go first. Go on. Okay, because. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. I think Hamilton will be on pole and Hamilton will finish the race. 
on on top and uh, I think Max will split the Mercedes once again. So it's okay. It's a safe prediction. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty safe again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. BK. Yeah. Okay. I I'm not so sure about. Oh. Okay. You know what? Might as well. Saturday, I think uh, I'm gonna back Red Bull for this one because uh, historically they are well, not historically, but they tend to do quite well in street circuits mm-hmm. uh, unless they shoot themselves in the foot, like they did in uh, <laughs> Baku in 2018, I think 2017, 2018, and yeah, uh, like Max is a very very good driver. He has a he has um, for a young guy, he has quite a lot of experience driving in Monaco, so uh, I think I'm gonna back him for this one. Uh, just let's just see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yash, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna back uh, Max as well. Um, I think um, Red Bull. Uh, they just in terms of the like because they have a very uh, low downforce kind of car. Yeah. It's very suited towards Monaco, you know. So yeah. um, I mean, of course, even Mercedes, they have been very dominant at Monaco as well uh, uh, in the early hybrid eras. So it's a track which suits actually if you look at it both cars. So ultimately, uh, Sunday is going to pan out on strategy purely. But on Saturday, I think Max will come out on top. Because mm. um, at the same time, I just want um, Max to deny Hamilton getting poles where Hamilton stays on 100. So that once <laughs> Hamilton reaches the 100 wins, we can say, you know, Hamilton has 100 poles and 100 wins, which is yeah. going to sound nice. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, that's, as, that's as good a reason as any. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but jokes aside, uh, I feel on Sunday it's going to come down purely on strategy, and uh, that's going to be hard to predict, I would say. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think I would have to say Max for both, actually. It's, uh, Aren't you a Hamilton fan? I am. I am, but you know, I feel like this is going to come down to who has. A better setup on Saturday, and that has it has tended to be Red Bull this season. Uh-huh. So I think I will give them the advantage here. Yeah, I mean, as long as you know Red Bull don't make any stupid strategic blunders, yeah, uh, they should that's be fine. Thing. If they if they get pulled, they should be fine. Yeah, mm. Re- they can just uh, keep it a simple they, race. Yeah, they 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 screwed up in twenty seventeen with uh, Ricardo's pit yeah, stop. Yeah, Ricardo. That's yeah. right. They ended up giving the victory to Ferrari. So, you know. You can, you can uh, I thought, wasn't it Lewis? No, uh, 2017 Monaco. Wasn't it 2016? I oh, think? sorry, yeah, 2016, 2016 was Lewis. Yeah, sorry. It was yeah. 2016, mm. not 2017. Yeah, and then Ricardo redeemed it in 2018. Yep, uh, yeah. that was uh, retribution that... for him, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Redemption Day. Ah, yeah. redemption. Wasn't that the name of the Drive to Survive episode? I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew I heard it somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And... Okay, so uh, moving on to this segment, which has been a staple on all our TNT episodes so far. Uh, L and Dub of the Week, of course. And start with uh, L of the Week. Any nominations? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one very easy one, but well, maybe we uh, could work a bit harder. Work a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the one I can think of is obviously Red Bull's strategy. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, that's uh, the one that stands out for me unless you guys have something out of the ordinary yeah. <laughs> I was thinking me- as in I thought the obvious one was Mazepin yeah my obvious one was uh, yeah. Mazepin as well yeah oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he gets an L for just existing but uh, L of the week I think Red Bull uh, it's going to be quite hard to argue against them 
to me, yep. I would say it's Alpine actually, because Alpine had a very good quality on Saturday. If I'm uh-huh. not wrong, I think uh-huh. they were in top ten, and then on Sunday they just didn't get any proper points. Did mm-hmm. they get any points? I, they, I don't they did. Uh, Alpine got two for yeah, Alpine only, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Alonso just fell back. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fernando so, was a, a lap down. I think it was almost yeah. two down. Yep. 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 So uh, for me, I would go with Alpine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, honorable mention, I think, should be given to Alfa Romeo for Giovinazzi's pit stop. Oh yeah, the <laughs> they forgot the they got the wrong set of tires. They. That's uh, the I think I they know. had a <laughs> punctured tire in the pit. Oh, just... who had the wrong set of tires? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. That was Bottas and yeah, uh, yeah and last year, about, isn't it? No, no, no. Sakir. They uh in um in in Spain this weekend there was there yes. was a uh, yeah someone took a. Yeah, they brought the wrong set of tyres. Oh my god, why, why can't I remember? Okay, wait. Uh, you guys carry on first, I'm gonna find it. Okay, uh, well, while he does that, let's move on to Dub of the Week. Um, mm. I mean, Dub of the Week, I would have to give my nomination to Mercedes stra- Strategy Team. Yeah, I think that's the only one we can think of, honestly. Because yeah, uh, Mercedes yeah. have been... I mean, the the strategy was the one which won Hamilton that race. We can all agree with that. Mm, yeah. yeah. And Mickey still finding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no, no. It, uh, it it was it was Giovinazzi. So, uh, yeah, I was wondering why they had to because they all ran in, right? Because they, the the tire sets have to match. So mm. that's why I thought it was a I thought it was a completely different <laughs> different team. Right. But yeah, it was Giovinazzi. Sorry, my yeah, bad. They had that one one tire that was punctured in the garage yeah, somehow, yeah. and mm. they had to change the whole set. Yeah. This gives yep. me a lot of PTSD for soccer last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it could be worse than mine. <laughs> it was it was horrendous to watch. That's all. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah, I was still I was heartbroken for George. Yeah, it's okay, his time uh, will come. Fair to say, everyone but, was. But Perez got the win, so you know. Mm. That's also it's a bit of a moment out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, George will have his time. He's gonna get that Mercedes seat one day. So. Um, well, I sure. hope he gets because we can't really be too sure. Because same thing was said about Ocon and Mercedes released Ocon. You know, so I mean, I'm sure this is something which might be at the back of George's head. Oh, but uh, George has been overachieving with the Williams. He's also a F2 champion. So yeah. I I feel it, it would take a lot more for for Toto to drop George Russell. I feel yeah. Hmm. Yep. But uh, yeah, this is a discussion for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Not yep. today. But uh, well, as for today, that is it. We have reached the end of our very first Formula One episode, and uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, you know, I hope you do enjoy it. If you do, please do consider following us on. Uh, Spotify, please do subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, do stay tuned to us uh, for more great content like this and uh, until next time we meet, ciao guys bye 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 bye